Live and Michigan's Best. And today on Michigan's Best podcast, we have a sweet guest with us whose family has been transforming a major industry in Michigan for generations. And it's such an interesting story and I can't wait to hear more about it. It's Mark Flegenheimer from Michigan Sugar Company. He's the president and CEO. Welcome. Thanks, Amy. I'm so glad to have you here because um, people know, Mich they might not know Michigan sugar, but they probably know Pioneer sugar because that's how you label your, your bags of the sugar that I buy at the store. Um, but Michigan sugar itself has a really interesting history, which we're going to get to. But your family has an incredible history and goes back, way back in the sugar industry, right? Yeah, it sure does. It starts uh, with my grand grandfather actually in Europe. Uh, my grandfather got involved in the sugar business in the 20s in Germany and uh, moved uh, around from there uh, and ended up uh, in Michigan. Uh, my father was with the company for over 30 years and uh, in the early 60s they got involved and then uh, I got involved in the 90s. Interesting. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask because I am a huge World War II nerd. Did your grandfather have to flee Germany? Absolutely. Um, my, my father's side of the family is Jewish. Uh, my grandfather was involved with what is today the world's largest sugar beet company, Sudzucker. Um, he was on the board of directors. And uh, when Hitler came to power, um, they were removing all Jewish people from all boards of directors. And he was actually one of the last ones to uh, hang on. Uh, but uh, he was told that uh, they needed to get out. Um, they did, they went to Italy. Unfortunately, uh, Mussolini was in Italy and uh, he had a very unique opportunity arise where uh, the Canadian government came and said, uh, we'd like you to help us establish a sugar beet industry in Canada. And uh, he had the expertise and the know-how. Um, so he made a deal with them to build a uh, factory in uh, Winnipeg and uh, the last item he told the Canadians was I need um, visas for my family and and they said well that that's not a problem you have a son and a daughter and a, a wife and he said no I got sisters nieces nephews so they probably got 20 plus people out of Germany oh my gosh that's that's incredible that's that's yeah. amazing and and then to go from leaving everything behind to create the entire sugar beet industry in Canada? Yeah, they really kind of started over. Um, Sudzucker was very successful at the time when he was forced out. Um, his money was frozen, couldn't have access to it, really started over again. And so it's kind of the American dream story, you know, of the opportunities that America uh, offers people um, and he, he started all over again and, and uh, um, created what today is, you know, Michigan sugar, where we're making a billion pounds of sugar a year, um, processing near, nearly 5 million tons of sugar beets, uh, growing 160,000 acres, uh, you know, in the, in the Thumb and Saginaw Valley of Michigan. It's absolutely incredible. So then what brought your family um, to Michigan and to the, to the Bay Area? Yeah, so... Michigan Sugar's been around since 1906. Uh, it was a publicly traded company uh, on the New York Stock Exchange. Um, and um, 
there was a family that had a large interest in the company and they weren't reinvesting in, in, in the factories and the factories were on the downturn and uh, things weren't looking good. And uh, my grandfather and a, and a business partner came and looked at it and said, you know, I think we could turn this place around. So um, they bought a large share of the publicly traded stock at the time and, uh, and, and came over from Wisconsin where they had been involved in a, in a sugar company over there, but uh, Michigan with the, the fertile soils and uh, the, the really good growers we have was, was a great partnership for my grandfather. So when did they purchase uh, Michigan Sugar? What, what year was that? Yeah, so in 2002, um, the growers bought the company. Mm -hmm. uh, there were two sugar companies for a long, long time in Michigan. Michigan Sugar that makes Pioneer and Monitor Sugar that makes Big Chief. Um, in 2004, that company was put up for sale and we worked with their growers to buy that company and merge them together. So today there's one company, Michigan Sugar, uh, and we still have both brands, Pioneer and Big Chief. Oh, okay. And now you guys have, um, with that purchase, you switched to the cooperative model where your growers are also the owners of the company. Why was that the approach that you decided to take? So it was a model that had been used out in Minnesota, North Dakota, which is a large sugar beet growing area. And, um, you know, it really aligned all of the profitability and all the strategy. Um, we were all, when, when the growers own the company, everything you do is perfectly aligned. Um, as far as returns, who's, who's going to benefit? Is it the company or the grower? That question's off the table now because the grower is the company and the company is the grower. And um, so it really allowed us to uh, move forward on some major initiatives. Um, we've reduced our energy consumption since the growers bought it by 40%, which required a lot of investment. And the growers were willing to invest money into the factories because uh, they knew they would get the benefit of the return ultimately. Um, right now we're doing a big expansion of our Croswell factory, investing $70 million to increase production by 50% down there. And again, the growers are gonna benefit at the end of the day um, with uh, the increased revenues. That's awesome. One of the things that struck me, I was talking to one of your farmers a few weeks ago, and they, they, the farmers really feel that they're part of the Michigan sugar family. Like it's not just a business, it's, it's their family farm, but working with you guys as a, as a community almost. Yeah, I mean, you know, before they used to be a supplier, you know, drop the beats off and they were done. Now they're my board of directors. Um, now they're, you know, invested in, in it. They take a lot of pride in it. Um, and, uh, and it's really been a great structure and transformation of the company uh, since 2002. Yeah, exactly. The one thing um, also that we should mention, um, when, I was when I was talking to him, he, uh, was so proud to hold this red bag and we'll talk about that that in a minute but he was so proud to hold it and say to me you know I know that these beets in the, this field when they get picked within a couple weeks are gonna you know be in a bag on the shelf that people can purchase he's like it's such a personal thing for me yeah it really is I mean you know there, there's not a lot of businesses where you see it from you know the beginning a seed which a sugar beet seed is about the size of a BB yeah, and it turns into this five pound beet and then into this glistening white sugar and this beautiful new red bag. Um, to be able to see that whole 
uh, supply chain and uh, uh, value added activities going along is, is really neat. Uh, there's not a lot of companies that see it from what we call seed to shelf. That's a good way to put it. Now, he did show me the uh, seed on the sugar beet, and you are correct, it is teeny. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing that these little tiny, you know, BBs that uh, turn into, you know, 5 million tons of sugar beets. It's kind of crazy. So here's a technical question for you. Um, and for those who maybe missed our, our, pre our previous podcast with Rob Clark, um, sugar beets, look like a red beet, but they're white when you cut into them and they have the big green leafy tops on them. What do you guys do with all those greens? So the greens are, are left in the field. Uh, the growers uh, cut them off before they pull the beets out. Um, they plow them back in and it's kind of a natural, uh, you know, fertilizer. Interesting. I, yeah, I wasn't sure if you like fed them to some cattle. Yeah, people, or... people have tried that in other parts of the world, but uh, um, the cost of collecting it and putting it together doesn't make sense. Well, if you can refertilize the soil, why right. not, right? I, I love that. Yeah. So one of the things that um, Michigan Sugar has done is you guys have redone your Pioneer bags and they are so eye-catching now. What went on behind the redesign? Why, was, why did you guys want to do that? So um, we had a, a, a new marketing team that uh, joined us a few years back. Um, we, um, we get more value when we sell it in a grocery store than we sell sugar to you know, a big food company. So we wanted to figure out what we could do to try to grow that side of the business. And uh, we hadn't refreshed the bag in a number of years. And uh, so we went out and uh, you know, we surveyed consumers as opposed to executives sitting in, in the office saying, what bag do you like? <laughs> and you know, we had a design company come up with five or six different ones and the red bag just jumped off the charts. I mean, the consumers were like, no, this is, this is the one that uh, catches your eye. Uh, and um, you know, we're able to tell our story of, of all natural made in Michigan, um, you know, give a nod to that we've been around since uh, 1906, but really give it a fresh new look. Well, I think it looks fantastic and it definitely stands out on the shelves. It's, it's a, it, this is a really nice redesign. I think, I think it's really cool. So well done. <laughs> So what's going to be next for Michigan Sugar and Pioneer Sugar? What can we look forward to from you guys? Will there be any, do you have any new plans, new products, anything from your growers? I know you're spending the 70 million on the remodel of the factory, which is a big deal because your factories, I learned, are actually like the original factories on the outside, but are yeah. being totally rehabbed on the inside. And we're talking back in 1906. Exactly. So yeah, the, hopefully, uh, you know, when, when COVID is behind us, we'll, uh, be able to open our doors back up again uh, to tours. We started doing tours of our Bay City factory. And, you know, I can sit here and describe the process and tell you about how big of an industry it is and whatnot. Until someone walks through a factory, they really don't have an appreciation of uh, what it takes to extract the sugar from the beet. Um, I like to tell people we don't make sugar. Uh, Mother Nature makes the sugar. It's in the beet. We just got to get it out. And uh, it takes a lot, of, a lot of energy, a lot of equipment, a lot of big equipment. And so as far as what we're doing, we're continually reinvesting in those factories. We've got uh, a big list of projects uh, that uh, will increase the amount we, we extract from each beat, um, how much we can process on a daily basis. 
Um, we'll be investing in more packaging equipment as, as, um, as that market segment grows. So there's an endless list of opportunities for, for us um, on that side. And one of the things we're super proud of is our sustainability story. I mean, I, I mentioned before how much energy we've reduced since the growers have taken over the company. And uh, we think there's some more opportunities there as well um, to even uh, be more environmentally uh, friendly. Nice, that's great. Well, locally grown and locally owned, that's Michigan Sugar. Hey, Mark, if people wanna get more information about Michigan Sugar, where should they go? They should go online, uh, michigansugar.com or pioneersugar.com. Pioneer Sugar's got the recipes, uh, Michigan Sugar, more of the history, job opportunities with the company. Also, we're on Facebook. Uh, you know, if you go on Facebook and look for Pioneer Sugar or Michigan Sugar, you'll find lots of uh, really neat pictures about what's going on with the company, what we're doing in the communities, um, what the growers are doing, and uh, you can learn a lot about the company uh, by following the, us on, on Facebook. I agree, those Facebook pages are lots of fun, and you even have recipes and things like that for people to, to share. Yeah, absolutely. I love it, that's great. Well, thank you so much for joining me on uh, our Michigan's Best podcast today. Thank you, Amy. If you want to catch out more of our series of Michigan's Best Podcasts, you want to head to our Facebook page, which is Michigan's Best.